You got some plugs this was this this weekend. Man, I do everything I can for this podcast, and y'all are so ungrateful. Ungrateful. Wow. I mentioned it in the in the group chat. Wow. Y'all are so ungrateful. I'm over here dropping, and I'm telling everybody, I'm like, yo, if you thought this was funny, you should listen to our podcast because we drop jokes like this all the time. Sorry, we're not as famous as you, man. No, it's, it has nothing to do with being famous. I apologize. You just, you just not active on Twitter. You don't have a Twitter. You don't even got a Twitter. Hey, if I got five people following me, man, that's the best I could do. <laughs> My tweet went VV. <laughs> how, uh, how many followers did you get from that? Uh, I got a couple followers. I got a, more importantly, I got a couple people who actually asked about the podcast. Like I, because what I tried to do was anybody who commented on the tweet. I would go back and be like, yo, check out the podcast. We do we talk about sports. We talk about and a couple people were like, yo, what do you guys talk about on the podcast? Oh, I'm mm. looking for a podcast. And I was like, perfect. Right? So a couple <laughs> people actually went, a couple people followed. Um, hopefully they're listening. Hopefully you listen to this one. Uh the tweet was actually funny. I'm not gonna lie. Like you ever do something and you like kind of pat yourself on the back, you're like, yo, this, all right, this was good. Yeah, I started the free Bubby hashtag. No, you didn't, and Kurt did. And Kerr started that hashtag free Bubby. See, you see, this is why you got to remind people of stuff because once time goes by, they forget <laughs> the real story. Yo, I was a trending topic. Because of me. That's dope. And I'm mad you're giving away my credit. <laughs> Can I tell you something? One of my big homies back home in Maryland, he stumbled across the tweet. This is the craziest thing ever. After that game, I'm going back to my phone and he tweeted and he's like, Wow, Bubby a trending topic. LOL hashtag free Bubby. And I was like, let's eat. Like, how dope is that? And that's how you know, because I don't even get on Twitter. <laughs> so thank you, Anchor. I really appreciate that. It's <laughs> messed up. No, I do believe you, Sterling. Child, you're a good guy, man. That's crazy. I was locked up. Let me out. So you had a good weekend, John. What about you? How was your weekend? What did I do this weekend? Hung out with the girlfriend. The usual. Yeah. Does Serena know? No. <laughs> I don't wear. Try to get me in trouble, bro. <laughs> bang, bang. How's the new house? Little new apartment? It's good. Y'all got to stop by. You said you're doing Actually, a party? I might be. Hey. I got to, we're, we're going to, to Greece uh, in July. So okay. I think that what we'll do is we'll try to have a housewarming party after that. Okay. Just so that way, you know, we can focus on saving money for for the trip, and then once we come back, we can kind of like. I mean, really the house is pretty it. warm already, so it you is. Guys been there, kind of. We keep the AC low. Though. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, since we're on corny jokes, does no one else think it's ironic that Greece is right next to Turkey? <laughs> like, did no one else think of that? They're right on top of each other. Yeah, yeah like, the Greece is right in the Turkey. Put, yeah, like somebody put the Turkey right on the Greece. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny to me. Hungary ain't far away either. Right? I don't think so. It can't be that mm. far. All that turkey grease makes me hungry. When's somebody going to make a country called mashed potatoes? Or gravy? No? Too far? All right. We'll go back. Sorry. We'll edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I was at a Sam's Club the other day. Okay. Doing some grocery shopping. As, uh, you know... Great segue. How do we do this every time? <laughs> well, it might not have been a segue. We'll see. I might all right. cut all the front stuff out. So. Let me see what you got. So I'm at Sam's Club. And I'm doing groceries, right? Getting some stuff, picking up some stuff for the missus. You know, she likes her vegetables. She's a vegan. So I was at the in the produce section, mm-hmm. doing my thing. 
and I was getting strawberries. Strawberries were on the on the list, right? So I'm getting I'm getting strawberries, and I I'm like a produce snob, right? I'm like the guy who like opens up like the the packets of of you know fruit and, and smells them to make sure they you know they smell good and you know and observes them to make sure I'm not getting you know any bad produce, right? Because produce is expensive. Okay, let's be real. <laughs> okay, all right. So I pick up this this thing of strawberries, right? And these strawberries look beautiful, right? Strawberries peak season, I think, right now. And they are gorgeous. They are plump. They smell sweet. <laughs> and the only problem I find with this one pack of strawberries is that there is one single moldy strawberry sitting right on top. Mm. And my thought process is these strawberries are perfect outside of this one strawberry. But I know, and anyone who's bought strawberries knows that it just takes one moldy strawberry before it starts infecting all the other strawberries. <laughs> and before you know it, you just got like a strawberry swamp. Oh, jam. That's terrible. Okay, moving on. <laughs> we can't curse. So okay. jam. Right. All right. I'm Thank sorry. You. Anyways, so <laughs> I, these strawberries, and I'm at Sam's Club, okay? You know, the big box store. And so these strawberries come in like these big pints. So it's like a pound of strawberries, right? And I don't want these to go bad any faster than, you know, I don't want to accelerate the process with this moldy strawberry, mm-hmm. given the amount of strawberries that I need to get through. So I take the strawberry out of the container and replace it with a strawberry from another container that had not as great a selection of strawberries. Because I don't want to miss out on that one strawberry, right? And this guy, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. This guy behind me, okay, I've got my headphones on, I'm jamming out, right? Well, I'm picking my strawberries. I'm jamming out. Yeah, I see like what that. you did there. And this guy behind me says, like, oh, that's not right. You can't do that. And so I take my headphone off and I'm like, excuse me? He goes, you can't do that. That's just pick you know, the carton of strawberries that you want and take it home. And I said, no, 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 buddy. Okay. No, no, no. First off, I don't tell you how to pick your produce. Yeah, you're okay. very wrong. You're very wrong. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. So I told him, like, no, nah, man, like, listen, I'm not going to take home, you know, this moldy strawberry and get mold all over my nice, fresh, beautiful strawberries. Okay. And I'm not going to go one less strawberry. I want the appropriate number of strawberries. So I took a strawberry out of another pack that maybe wasn't as great, but had a one really decent strawberry. And so I tossed it into my selection and he shook his head and walked away in disgust, which I thought was a bit much. <laughs> but I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, am I in the wrong here for yes. doing that? Yes. Why, how? Why? Why? Why should I have to go home with, with bad strawberry? Because what you didn't want to happen to you you did to someone else. Ooh. How is that the case? Because there's only two things that could have happened. Either you took that strawberry out and you put that moldy strawberry in an, in the box you exchanged it for. Did you do that? What are you talking about? So you took the moldy strawberry out of yours. Right. What'd you do with it? Did you throw it away or did you replace it with a good strawberry? You so switched I, them. I replaced from a separate one. So where'd you put the moldy one? The moldy one. Okay. So let me, let me be clear here. Okay. The 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 box. Yeah, come on now. You you interrogation. What'd you do with the moldy strawberry? The box that I pulled out a good strawberry from had other strawberries that were not 
as good. It was on for the, you to decide how good a strawberry it was is. On, you don't know that strawberry's intentions. It was. <laughs> it was on the cutting room floor. Okay? okay. This this strawberry cat pack was like maybe like a a day, maybe even a couple of hours away from being taken out by someone who works in the produce department as being unusable. So I thought, you know what? I'll just put this strawberry so it doesn't spoil this bunch into a, a case that has maybe not so great strawberries. Who are you to make that decision? Ah, that's racist. Yeah. How, what, first off. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah, it is. I agree. I'm just saying, man. I mean, like, to, to your point, then, you could just go. It's not like a build, build your own set of strawberries. You, you, take what's, you take what's there. You don't get to pick and choose. First off, it's not like it's it's not like all these strawberries are there by design. They're just taking like these empty crates on an assembly line and just tossing a bunch of, of strawberries in there. There's not like any rhyme or reason for it. Sometimes it's just a packet of, of strawberries that has, you know, a bad one. And, and and you know that if there's one bad strawberry in there, they all go bad relatively quickly. You're just wrong for getting caught. Nobody would ever know if you just did it on the low. I thought I was on the low. The fact that you did it and somebody saw you, the audacity. They probably were like, he just doesn't care. Like, he'll do this in front of everybody. To be fair, I would do it again. I would do it again. Someone definitely talked about you on their Facebook. (laughs) Guess what I saw today? (laughs) Some baby boomer dude, too. I was like, man. Somebody has a podcast about produce. (laughs) and They're talking about John right now. Good. Spread the word because I got your picture up and Sam's. They should because yeah. there there are certain there's certain. He's certain lose his membership. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do not allow it the produce section. No, but to me, there are certain fruits and vegetables that you can you can do that. Like I wouldn't do that with like grapes. Like I'm not gonna pick off grapes from a vine <laughs> that are bad and replace them with like the grapes off a vine you know from a bag that is good. That's ridiculous. But strawberries are like individual. They're not coming on like a on a bush. You can easily replace them one yeah. for the other, and no one's gonna notice. It gets someone buried, except for that one dude, <laughs> the strawberry police. That's the thing. It, it gets very tricky. So, oh my god, you can't <laughs> keep using the joke, B. Once you say it, does the B stand for Barry? Oh my gosh, I'm I, done. I don't know, man. Just moral of the story is just don't get caught next time. Pretty much, if you go and do it. That makes sense. Because it adds insult to that's a, that you blatantly did it in front of everybody and didn't care. I really didn't. I honestly I do it in public. You look entitled, entitled all right? Yeah. But like what's 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 the line there? Like would you would you guys do that? If the, like in my situation, like take like just myself is the only thing that's different. You are in my place. I wouldn't have thought to do that. I would have just kept going through the packets until I found a good one. The best one. Or I would have just took that one out and threw it away. Yeah, that too. Especially like to, if you're talking about a big pack that you got, like a pound worth. I probably would have still ate it. No, no bore. How, With how the mold on it? How moldy was it? Oh, it was fuzzy on the I'm top. Not doing oh, it was fuzzy. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I thought it was just like a little bruise. No, no, no I'm not talking. Pass. I'm not talking a squish because I can. I can deal with a bruise. That's fine. Yeah. If it's, you know, sometimes the ones in the bottom get a little pressed down because yeah. of the, sometimes the they're volume. sweeter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the because of the sugars. But to me, like once it's got that fuzz on there, it's yeah. game over. It was, like, it was like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I would say even more than that. It's got some like some some tufts. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, not, I would do it away. Stubble. It's a, <laughs> I'm just I'm just better than you as a wow, person. I would do it. Is, <laughs> that is a lot. Is cutting deep there. Anyways, but like, what's what's the line there? Like, I mean, bananas. No, the no bananas. You can separate. No bananas. You're supposed to though. 
it's better for you to have for them to you never seen like like old heads especially when you play like basketball okay so you i know you've seen this what? all my hoopers know this what a lot of old heads do is they take a banana and they put it in a brown bag and they sit it like on the they'll sit it on like the the dash of your car while you're driving to age it faster because um that banana is supposed to be better for like cramps and stuff like that so on aau trips we would like our coach would like sit bananas in a brown paper bag and, right. and age them a little faster. So I mean, for bananas, it's okay. Yeah, but well, that <clears throat> that that works when you have a banana that's probably like just green and you need it to like you want to eat it soon. Because I would never eat like a, a green uh, banana. But <laughs> I hope not. But if you go to like the banana section, you'll see ones that was like only like two of them and there's three of them. Right. Because yeah. a lot of times. What happens with bananas is you te- end up wasting them because they do age pretty quickly. Right. Because so it goes get, from like green to like perfect in like 30 seconds and then yeah. straight to brown and disgusting. So if you get banana like, bread, if you, that's true too. Yeah. yeah if they go bad, you put them in banana bread. Yeah, never throw them away. But if you get like a pack of seven and you find yourself only like at, at, at home, you only use about five before they go bad, mm. it doesn't make sense for you to grab all of them. Yeah. Look at you, man. You're nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that what the biggest thing was like the fact that I opened up a piece of packaging. Yeah, you yeah, should think do that, that was the if it's in a pack, you probably shouldn't. I'm gonna do it anyway, but <laughs> I'm not gonna change my life because of this one dude, man. So. <laughs> this topic actually I heard probably one of the coolest quotes I've heard from uh so you know I work at a bank. Right. So one of a member came in the other day and he said and the only reason I want to share this is because it relates to what we're talking about. Okay. So I'm real new. Uh I tell that to all my members. Be patient with me. Take your time. Like, <laughs> let me do this the right way so you're not upset that I messed your money up. Right. So this one guy, he comes in and I, and I explain that to him. And he says to me, he goes, um, it's okay not to know everything. He goes, as humans, we should always be evolving. Take your time. He's like, real rich, dude. He's sitting back. He's like, take your time. Don't worry about it. And his quote was, I always pray to God to keep me raw because once you become ripe, the only thing next is rotten. Ooh. And I was like, so you know some things. Yeah. Because that's very clever. It's easy to be optimistic when you're rich. That's yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I should never said that. It would have it helped more. Somebody broke me in line waiting for you. <laughs> Can you hurry <laughs> up with my $33? <laughs> they always got give me the new people. <laughs> I swear, oh, every time that's, I come that, here. That's very true. That's very true. You know what? Good for him, man. But maybe he's rich because he, because he kept that philosophy. Ooh, Come that's on, very true. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I think I know the title of this podcast. <laughs> Something about berries. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, we're gonna move on. <laughs> You're grasping for straws now. a little bit. All right, strawberries. Ah, that's a good one. Wow, that's good, bro. I like that. All right, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. The topic, of course, at hand is the uh, 2019 NBA Finals. And it looked like the Warriors were done for a little bit there. Obviously, uh, going into it, the the Raptors were the underdog, but they had taken a commanding 3-1 lead back home to Toronto. And they had a a hobbled uh, Kevin Durant to start off the game. You know, they were saying that he wouldn't be 100% necessarily going into the game. And we found out after couple of minutes into game five that you know he was too injured and re-injured re-aggravated uh what looks like his achilles um well so. it wasn't a couple of minutes and he played a 
Bit about Pretty the whole much. quarter. Yeah, the whole first quarter. I mean, yeah. 12 minutes is a couple minutes. That's, mm, no. no, two would be a couple. <laughs> Fine. All right, he played a few minutes, okay? No, a few would be three. Is that yeah. the <laughs> definition? Yeah. All right, sorry. Anyways, we get your what, point. What, is a, what is a 12? Is that a... A dozen. <laughs> he's played a dozen minutes. A full quarter. <laughs> he's a full quarter. He, he, listen. Wait, where were we? <laughs> For somebody who was supposed to be on minute restrictions, right? Yeah, playing a whole quarter pretty much is not. That's a great. No one's no one's brought that up yet. I have not heard anybody talk about that yet. That's a really good point. It's not normal because they announced you know he's going to come in different spurts and right. be on restrictions, which right. is in this case a good protocol. But mm-hmm. he played pretty much the whole first quarter, and sure. I guess they looked and say he's killing out there. He's back to his old self. Let's ride this out because we need this win. But well, there's no telling. You know, he, they could have asked for a sub, and he said, "No, I'm, I'm feeling fine," and decided to stay out there. There's no real telling. I have to go back and check the tape and see if, you know, you see Steve Kerr saying, "Hey, come on out," and Kevin Durant saying, "No, thank you." But I think it, it, it probably worked. Like, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. And, all right. You know, players <laughs> are usually not going to say like I'm not because right. it probably felt good. So. Yeah, I'm sure he did. But I mean, even with Kevin Durant getting uh, injured and having to come out of the game. Uh, the Warriors did take this one, 106-105, I believe the uh, the final score was. Mm-hmm. And they go back to Oakland uh, with a much more manageable 3-2 uh, deficit uh, with some momentum going back to, uh, to Oracle Arena. Now, before we get into what our expectations are going forward, do you guys want to speak to how this game in Toronto unfolded? Do you want to talk about what the Warriors did right, even you know, overcoming Kevin Durant's injury? First and foremost, prayers out for KD. Right. You never want to see an injury. I don't care who you're cheering for. Right. We're not Toronto fans no. here on the podcast. So. I don't care who, you, who you're cheering for. You never want to see no no one go down like that. You know what I mean? Um, but I think what happens is <clears throat> when you get to situations like that, I think where people fall short is they start playing out of character. Mm-hmm. And that we can see that all the way across the board. You sure. know what I mean? From Nick Nurse, who has been great. Right. He's, he's, you know what I mean? he's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, a little out of character in big time. People think only players make mistakes. You know, only players try to do too much when you when there's a championship on the line. But I think, we, you know, we've talked a little bit about the timeout. <clears throat> Probably the second worst timeout in basketball history. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty I bad. think we all know which one was the worst. <laughs> Five. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been. Yeah, you know, that was that was a bad timeout. We we talked about that, um, and I'm sure one of you guys will get into that a little bit further. But we saw that mistake. We also saw Canada as a whole, or at least the Raptors fans, getting a little out of character. You know, we always talk about how nice, how, how kind they are. Right. Uh, we even saw. I think it was a Jimmy Kimmel show. He was like, "Yo, trash talk the Warriors." Right. And he pulled yeah. fans, and they're like, "Oh, I can't do that." They're good players. Best of luck. You know what I mean? Was that your Canadian accent right there? Is that what that was? A. Hello, A. Yeah, you know, I tried. It was, it was bad. But Hello, A. Hello, A. What was that? That's like Australia, right? Yeah. It was whatever. Down under, up top. Right. Every All accents end up getting blended together. Like, yeah. You'll start at British and just end at Jamaican. Right. Bear can. Bear can. Bear can. It's whatever. All right, anyways. I think that their fans got a little out of character as well, you know, with the injury. You know, we don't we don't really expect that from Canada, but they're cheering for for him being hurt. And you can make whatever case you want for them. I still think it's tasteless. Right. Guy goes down. You, you don't you don't applaud that. And we'll get into that a little uh, later. Of course. But then I also think we just 
you saw, and this is where we've seen the Warriors not look like themselves. When you see Draymond Green pulling up for for mid range jumpers, anytime you play out of character, there's an issue because mm-hmm. the only reason you're in that position in the first place is because you've done what you've all you've you've done what was successful. Right. So you can't change up, and we saw too too much of that. Um, I think it took Kawhi a little long to really dominate. He really imposed himself in the end of that fourth quarter. Right. I mean, he had a quiet double-double going into the into the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, what was it like? I think it like 16 points and like 12 rebounds or something like that. He's but usually like, a little bit more efficient as well. Right. Like last night wasn't crazy efficient for him. Right. Well, I guess two nights when you guys hear this, hopefully you listen to, on the on Wednesday morning. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I just think that the Warriors kind of stuck to their identity. Um, you know, I think obviously Kevin Durant going down kind of Fired guys up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Cousins kept his cool, came in, didn't start, but came in and was efficient. He was sure. helpful. He 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 finished around the rim. He went after rebounds. They got to have that inside presence sure. with Kevin Durant out. This was my like my like just as a fan watching the game. This was my favorite game of the series. Was, I think right. one of the more interesting games because you kept you had that dynamic where like it seemed like the Warriors were ahead for for most of the game. Um, but it, it it was never like more than I think it got to like a double digit deficit for like a while. But it always seemed like the Raptors just kept coming back and not going away. And then towards yeah. the end, they you know they they took the lead late into the into the fourth quarter. And then Clay, uh, Clay Thompson hit those really big shots. Clay then Steph and yeah, Clay, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of really big shots at the end, and it was just a really entertaining game as a whole. So I'm really excited for uh, this next game. Who do you guys uh, expect to to take the game uh, game six? honestly don't know anymore and to go back to what you were saying about these two teams being exciting i like these teams because these are teams that no matter what the deficit is you still have hope that they can come back Mm. at any moment more so the warriors than the raptors the raptors having Kawhi, you know he's not going to let it get to a point where it's completely out of hand with the warriors the way they shoot from beyond the um, perimeter, you know that they can come back at any moment. Right, no so, lead is safe. <laughs> right, so that keeps the game interesting with that. But the reason why it's tough for me to make a decision is we talked about how players keep their identity. But in this series specifically, there's so many different emotions going on. you got mm-hmm. a team that has never won a championship before and is one game away. So they're going to be anxious throughout the whole game. Right. you got the Warriors who... You're dealing with injuries. You're dealing with KD just came out. That's emotions like that. You're dealing with the media and what they're saying about your team. You're dealing with free agency. You're dealing with Boogie Cousins is dealing with somebody who didn't start in the beginning of the game. And now he's wondering, you know, why am I not starting above these two guys that they're bringing in before me? So now he's coming out with fire when he when he gets on the court. So there's a lot of different like sub stories within this series that are going on mm-hmm. that kind of fuels the entertainment aspect of it. So that's why I think it's going to be a, a great series, and it's going to be tough for me to decide based on all of those different things that are going on. What do you think is is the biggest key, I guess, going into into Game Six? Because obviously the the Warriors are dealing with with their injuries. Um, and not to say that Toronto isn't injured as well, but I think that the Warriors' injuries are a little more severe than the uh, than Toronto's injuries. Now that may have like even the playing field a little more now instead of having you know a starting five of all stars, maybe they only have like four all stars on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Is that you know when going into Oakland now, do you see you know who, someone stepping up for Toronto? What do they need to do to take this game on the road? Because they've taken games on the road already this series. So what do they need to do? Do both of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you think 
think about football, how you have your, your two-minute drill that you practice for. You know that majority of big football games come down to those those last two minutes. This is the same case with the Warriors and the Raptors. Two you know draw. this game is going to be pretty close. And quite honestly, it might come down to the last two minutes. So I think the team that is more capable of executing in those last two minutes are going to be the team that, that wins the game because I think it's going to be close throughout the whole game. So, I think two minutes is – I think that's a, a really good point as well. I, For me, it's going to be the role players. When Siakam, when Danny Green – actually mm-hmm. showed up when Kyle Lowry is not in foul trouble and he's hitting right. his three. When Mark Gasol is a force inside, the Raptors are hard to beat because it's they're they're very they're tougher to guard. There's more options. You can't blitz Kawhi mm-hmm. at the end of the game like, right. like they did. But it's the same thing for the Warriors. We know Steph Curry is going to show up. We know that a healthy Clay is going to be there as well. Can DeMarcus Cousins be a force inside? Can Quinn Cook come off the bench and, and give those minutes? I mean, he had a huge three. He had a, a great pass to Daniel Bell uh, when he when he worked the baseline and then dropped it off to Daniel Bell like right in front of the free throw line. Like he has to step he has to step up, and these guys have to give him another option mm-hmm. because we always talk about playoffs is about adjustments. So we'll let Kawhi go off. You know what I mean? But we know that. On that last shot, we're going to blitz him and force someone else to make a decision. Right. You know what I mean? Make Van Vliet beat you. Exactly. Van, he's going to have – guys are going to have to step up. If we look last night, Pascal Siakam wasn't much there. No. You know what I mean? He had so, some big moments, but he also was – Took advantage iffy. of some mismatches. Right. You know what I mean? When he got when he got smaller guys switched on to him, he did, he, he did well. But we need to see that more consistently, mm-hmm. I think. But here's my thing. you got a Warriors team who's as great as they are. They lose their – their leader. I'm going to call Kevin Durant their leader. I think I think they would all say the same. And now you're going back to play your very last game in Oracle. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it's your last game. Right. There. It's yeah. so I don't see them losing Game Six. I just I is you know we talked about stories. Mm-hmm. Kawhi is going to beat the Bucks because that's a better story against the Warriors than our young Giannis. Everything for me is about a story. I don't see them losing Game Six at home. That's hard for me to to really believe right so Plus losing three in a row at oracle would be kind of yeah insane. like come on like you know i just don't think you let the you don't i i can't paint i can't see that picture playing out so i'm i'm i, I envision game seven <laughs> and then it's hard for me to bet against steph curry in a game seven right it's hard i mean i want to go war, i'm i'm sticking to it I, I got warriors winning still you know what's crazy <laughs> like these three one leads and people coming back from them was unheard of. And now it seems like commonplace. It may not be the NBA finals. It may be like the um, conference finals or something. But right. it seems to be happening every year where somebody's blowing a 3-1 lead. It always seems like Golden State's involved. Exactly. <laughs> oh. what, what better way to right that wrong? Everybody talks about how they blew the 3-1. What better way than for them to come back mm-hmm. and win after being down three yeah. one without With Kevin Durant, yeah. come on! Like well, they've done it before, just not in the NBA. Finals. No, 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 yeah, they they did it against uh, against Rock. The, Kevin Durant led. Uh, no, it was the oh against the Thunder. Yeah, yeah and this was that the semifinals or it was a conference finals, I believe. Yeah, conference. I'm pretty sure. Yep, conference like, finals. Yep. So <laughs> I was just <laughs> and, and then they also it. lost to to the Cavs down three one. Mm-hmm. So they've been on both ends of it, you know. I it's man, this Toronto team. It always seems like you get 
such great consistency from Kawhi. Like even when he doesn't have a great offensive output, he's not turning the ball over very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was like a stat where like when he was being guarded by Clay, Andre, and um, I can't remember who the third one was, but somebody else. Uh, he was he did not turn the ball over one time. He had he had a big turnover last night against Andre though. Right. Yeah. But like Andre before Ron. before that game, oh, okay. this whole series. Yeah, not turn the ball over yeah. in those situations when you guys like that are covering him, who are considered some of the, to be some of the premier defenders in the league. So I think that you're going to need, like you said, one of those guys who are on the periphery to really step up, whether it's Marcus All taking advantage of, of a Boogie Cousins who still hasn't really, because he didn't have a great game yesterday. He had some some moments where he hit some some big shots. He had a really big three. Uh, you know, and and made some good baskets late in the game, uh, but kind of played some sloppy basketball also. So you you want to look for Marcus Salt and maybe take advantage of that matchup. Maybe is yeah. that something you can see? That game should have ended last. That series should have ended last night. Kawhi, Kawhi, when he got when he got trapped, he passed it to the left wing. Marcus Salt sets a screen on Draymond Green for Kyle Lowry's three in the corner. Mm-hmm. You're only down one point. When Marcus Gasol slipped, he was the man you're supposed to hit. With mm-hmm. only Steph Curry underneath the rim, he's not stopping Marcus Gasol without fouling him. Right. Instead, you go to Kyle Lowry, who I don't have a problem. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to get on Kyle Lowry. Says he's trash. The, the <laughs> shot was blocked. Cut it out. Kyle Lowry's been playing <laughs> really blocked? good. Yeah. Draymond Green blocked that shot. If you look, if you go back and you look at the replay, Draymond Green blocked the shot. He tipped. John's it. pulling out his phone. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that made me so mad. Everybody's doing this whole Carlton. Carlton Jumper, everybody's <laughs> pulling out the, the tweet of uh, DJ Khaled dribbling the ball at the All-Star game saying this was Khaled. No, it's not. They made a they made a bad read on a screen. They should have hit Marcus all slipping. Right. But, I mean, he Draymond Green blocked it. You know what I mean? But had, had you hit Marcus all slipping, he either lays it up or he gets fouled by, by Steph Curry. We go to the free throw line, you're only down one. Right. The, the series should have ended last night. Sure. And that's why I just think, I, I can't see the Warriors. Cam has called it. He said that he said before the series started, he said Raptors in six. So he couldn't make it to the game tonight. He couldn't come to the podcast tonight. He's at the uh, Rays. Rays got like a five dollar game tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Rays got the five dollar game tonight. So we'll, he, we'll talk about the Rays a little yeah, bit later yeah, yeah, in the podcast. Yeah, so, so he popped out. He popped out to that. Um, he says that when the Raptors win six, he'll love to join the podcast and tell us all about how he been called it. Well, but it's, it's funny that we're hearing it now after after game uh, after game five. <laughs> well, listen, I don't like giving credit to nobody, so I'll be honest with you. He really did call okay, it, but all right, all right. Um, I, I don't see it. I still I still like Warriors. Yeah, those those role players are gonna have to step up, and they're gonna have to do it early. Did you see the block? Did um, you look at it? I'm trying. I'm waiting until they get to it. Well, while that loads, I think that I I don't know, man. I I did call Warriors in four at the beginning of this, kind of tongue in cheek, just because I was like, <laughs> "Yo, you got to stop." <laughs> I've been so wrong that I was like, I'm, I I really didn't think the Warriors would win in four. You know, I kind of did it a little tongue in cheek just because I've been so wrong <laughs> these uh, these playoffs. But I I I say, you know, I think the Raptors take this one in six. I really do. I think I'm gonna agree with Cam there. I think they go back to Oracle. I think it'll be tough. Thank to- you. Now that you said that, Warriors are winning. Every time he calls somebody, <laughs> the other, so that's all we needed. That's we just not need- entirely true. I did get you some vo- early in the You series. went for Trailblazers? Right. You went for Rockets? I did. 
Sheesh. <laughs> I just needed you to go to the Raptors so the Warriors can win. So thank you. Yeah, I did say Warriors. So who are you go are you going with Raptors too? No, I said I said Warriors in six originally, right? Yeah. But but now we're all so changing. Obviously it can't. I'm not changing. Ooh, well, you have down. to change because the Warriors can't win in six. No, well, I, I mean I'm not changing the team. Oh. <laughs> you see how stubborn John still is? Got Warriors I, said what I, said. <laughs> I mean, like if Warriors are gonna win, and obviously it has to be in seven games. Right. So, okay. So you're keeping with the Warriors in seven? Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll say I'll tell you, I'll say Raptors in seven. Actually, I'll change mine to Raptors in seven. I don't think they'll win an Oracle now that I think about it. Because I think it, okay. It, because I did, I did mention earlier in the podcast that winning three in a row at Oracle would be kind of tough. So I say, I say the Raptors will win, but in seven instead of six. I think that'd be too much to do it in six. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this, uh, for this series to kind of wrap up. It's been a, an entertaining one for sure. Lots of storylines. Uh, now I do want to talk a little bit about. We mentioned earlier uh, Toronto uh, as a city getting a lot of flack for the way they handled Kevin Durant getting injured. Um, and I'm not going to advocate for cheering and anyone being injured because I think that's disgusting. Um, that being said, to play devil's advocate a little bit, is it okay to be inwardly relieved, I guess would be the, the term I would use when you see the other team's best player not able to play, like obviously from the human aspect, you want that player as a person to be okay. But if you're a team who's never won a, if you're a fan of a team who's never won a championship like Toronto, right? And I think, you know, across sports, I can't remember the last time Toronto won a championship. Was it like the eighties maybe in baseball where the blue Jays won something? Maybe it was the nineties. It's been a long time since you out of my sport realm, brother. Right. And I don't think the Maple Leafs have won anything in a long time either. Okay. So Toronto, as a sports city, does not get a lot of uh, championships, I guess, <laughs> is, the, mm-hmm. is the word I'm looking for. So do you think that maybe, and this is like the only way I could like maybe spin this into like a maybe they're not all terrible people, is like just like the they had the thought process of like, yes, it's bad that he's injured, but my team is a lot closer to winning a championship now that their best player is not available to play probably for the rest of the series. Is that something that you can maybe like forgive a little bit? <laughs> You're trying like, just yeah, little, just I'm trying to carve yeah. out like, cause I don't like, I don't like thinking like people as a whole. And I don't think that everyone who like, cheered during this instance it's like a bad person i hate to like paint that brush like these are all like just terrible people i think it's like it's a bad look i think that in retrospect those people who cheered are probably like oh that's probably not a good thing for me to cheer about and i should really reflect on who i am as a person you know you'd like to think that <laughs> they, that they thought it had, had some self-reflection after that but is there you know is there any room for like okay like i kind of understand why you would be happy in that instance knowing your team is a lot closer to winning a championship now that a player of Kevin Durant's caliber is not playing see we we're gonna talk semantics here like they're completely wrong for cheering while 100%. he was hurt right that is not debatable right that that, that guy clapping who's like courtside who's like you know waving Kevin Durant goodbye off the court that guy could just like jump yeah. off a cliff like, I could on. never, like, no matter who it is, I could never bring myself to cheer when somebody gets hurt. 
Now, when you get into are they happy? Are they relieved? Relieved is probably the word that I would use. Because if I'm a team, if I'm a fan of a team who's never won, their best player goes down. He's not paralyzed or anything, and right. not completely lifeless. You see he's moving, but clearly something's wrong where he's probably not going to come back to the game. In my mind, I'm probably thinking, we might have a chance now. Mm-hmm. But I'm not cheering. I'm not happy that he got hurt. Right. I'm relieved. So I think that's the most credit you can give to them. But they didn't show that at all. It wasn't like they just had interviews after the game and people asked how they felt. They clearly cheered when he, when he got hurt, which was completely wrong. So right. I don't see how you can kind of sympathize with them in their situation and say it might be okay right. just a little bit. The only thing I can like think of would be like maybe like because obviously like now armed with like hindsight, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this video. I assume almost everyone has seen it if they care about this series at all. That that kind of uh, close up slow mo shot of like Kevin Durant's calf like rippling because of his you know yeah. something popping Achilles. in his leg, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you know all the all the you know what is it recliner doc all the this armchair uh, <laughs> doctors and orthopedists are saying oh yeah it's an Achilles tear obviously. <laughs> You know, because of the weird popping thing that ugh, it's irks yeah. me just to like think about, and I'm sure it does you too because you had an Achilles tear yourself, John. Yeah, but it's you. You don't see that when you're watching the game. No. Is there like a possibility that maybe they like he just tweaked it? Man, stop, bro. And Max, they were like, <laughs> stop. Listen, Max Kellerman tried bad. to do the same thing, and he tried to justify, oh, these people are happy that that they have a chance to win. But this is my only problem with that. In order for you to get to, and we talked about this, in order for you to get to the conclusion that we have a better chance to win, you must first cross the bridge that a man is hurt. Right. That's the only way for you to get to that conclusion and celebrate yeah. we have a better chance to win. You still had to acknowledge the fact someone is hurt. Right. And like we always talk about is more than just a game. Basketball is great, but there's not... We said the same thing about Kyrie. I'll keep bringing up his crazy self. How, like, they're people before they're basketball players. Right. So now you are taking into consideration that your want for a championship is now greater than a person's health. Mm-hmm. That is selfish. That is trashy. There's no way you can celebrate. I, I'm, there's, and there's no way you should be celebrating someone hurt. Now, let me, and this might be a false equivalency. <laughs> But, like, let's say I'm, like, a huge Floyd Mayweather fan, right? And every time he wins a match and becomes whatever division, I can't remember, was it welterweight division, featherweight? I can't remember what division he fought in. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in order for him to win, he has to beat the crap out of somebody, right? And that person is invariably hurt, mm-hmm. right? It comes with the territory of coming into the boxing ring. Are you comparing... I'm a just sport saying where one you, has to punch someone to a sport where can, we call fouls for <laughs> again for not letting I'm someone not land. Advocating for it, I'm just saying like, could you draw some sort of equivalence there where it's like, no, you can so, be happy for like Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather knocks somebody out. I'm a huge Floyd Mayweather fan. I, can I be happy that that guy got knocked out? Well, I see. I see what you're looking at because you're saying like we might be hypocritical because. Basically, we said you cannot cheer when somebody gets hurt. Right. And now you're saying, let's just take that to a boxing ring right. and use that same argument. Can you cheer when somebody gets hurt there? 
that's like the whole point of boxing. Like when someone gets hit in the face, but, yeah, they and sign they get up for out. that though, right? But when it's not like a boxing match broke out on like an NBA court, like injuries are part of the game of basketball. Like managing injuries, like obviously, like in a perfect world, no one gets injured in a game of basketball, and the whole thing is just like put. I don't know if you're playing devil's hoop. advocate or if you really believe. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, like, I'm just trying to see. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm just trying to because, carve out a, a topic of debate because to yeah, me, yeah. it's interesting how when it's it's a bad look when you cheer an injury in any sport that isn't like innately physical. Does that make sense? Like even like, but even with football, like you go, you can't cheer when someone gets like knocked out unconscious, like on the turf. When you saw what happened with Ryan Shazier, that was terrifying. It was disgusting, and I almost like threw up because like watching Lawrence his, Taylor on um, uh, Theismann. Yeah, yeah. Again, disgusting. But like, I've seen also like highlights of Reggie Bush getting like knocked out when he was playing for the Saints by yeah. this guy on the Eagles. I can't remember what the guy's name was, but that was a a great hit. And Reggie Bush like definitely did not feel good after that but people still celebrate that like what so why is it that we are allowed to relish in the pain of a human being in some sports and then not in other sports because i'm sorry I don't, he, my argument is it's the same thing if you take a look at basketball the, the only way i can wrap this up we have fouls we have flagrants mm. we have flagrant twos some things are out of some things are out of the nature of the game. Okay. Boxing, we know what we're signed up for. These two men or women are going to punch each other. <laughs> right. Someone's going to fall. If they don't get up in 10 seconds, they're done. Right. If they do get up and they don't look good, they're still done. Right. If you ain't knocked nobody out at the end of the rounds, we'll decide who won the fight. Those are, that's what we go by. Right. So when someone gets knocked out, it's okay to celebrate because this is... I've signed up for this for the opportunity to maybe get knocked out, <laughs> and, and you're still getting paid for it. Sure, like don't get me wrong, like that's all in the realms of what this sport entails. Now, people have died in boxing, right? Matches. Deontay Wilder said, "Like I, you could play this sport, and you, I can kill somebody, and it'll be fine." And if that happens, though, no, that is now that's now like the equivalent of a flagrant too. It's too far. We shouldn't celebrate <laughs> about this. Yeah, and now now it looks bad. Same thing in football. We love good hits. That's right. what we signed up for. As it's long a contact as gets sport. Up at the end of it, exactly. This person is no longer able to play the game. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is now hurt. Mm-hmm. You are celebrating because he can no longer participate in a sport. It's not you're celebrating because he got his shot blocked. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's a part of the game. You're celebrating because someone gets shook. That's fine. It's part of the game. Though that injury is not, that's not supposed to happen. And right. it's the same thing with Gordon Hayward last year. The whole, both teams stopped. Right. Like it's just certain things. And I understand what you're saying. Like, if if this was a courtroom, and you you had to like, you had to defend something, right? Yeah. Then I can understand your argument on behalf of the murderer. Yeah, yeah. I can. (laughs) I can understand your argument. It's it's a valid point, but there's just some things that what's understood and got to be explained. You don't cheer for that, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a there's the reason why you don't cheer in basketball is because there's much more at stake when somebody gets hurt. If a guy has a broken arm. In basketball, it means a lot more than somebody who broke the arm in boxing. Boxing, you have a lot of rest time. You're probably expected to get hurt. Get paid by the fight. Right. <laughs> and for basketball, a guy tears his Achilles. That affects his whole season coming up, his, his next season. That affects his free agency. That affects him getting paid. So when you process all of that stuff that affects him based on this injury, you can't... <laughs> 
you got to look at yourself and say, can I really cheer at this point? But I see what you're saying, like on face value, if you take our argument and switch it somewhere else, we, we're almost hypocrites in saying show some emotion for, for a human getting hurt. Right. When you when you can have the same thing in boxing. But then I think you got to take into account what type of the injuries. <laughs> yeah, but all, and all those guys in boxing, like even though they get they get whooped, they still stand up and like dap each other up. Like, yeah, we're celebrating that someone want to fight, but no one is like, I mean, obviously CTE, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I know I know you can't take too many hits to the head, but it's like these people get up, they dap each other up, they hug, or maybe they got some real beef and they just, you know what I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. But like both people walk away from from the fight. Kevin Durant had to be carried off. Like, come on, man. That's again. I'm don't not, get me wrong. Great, great argument. I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing because <laughs> when just, I when I see Kevin Durant laying on the floor, I'm not so much worried about oh his leg is hurt. I'm worried about this thing. This affects how he gets paid. This affects his decisions when he goes. Forward. I mean, does this it? Affects, I mean, I, I, he's still going to get the max. Yeah, now, but now his free agency has become a lot harder. It less he has less less leeway. He has less pull when it comes to what teams choose because now teams are looking like do we want to take a I don't know how old he is 30 or 30, 31 30, 31 something do we like want to take him knowing that he's probably not going to play until the end of the all-star break now teams are looking at you like that and somebody who's who's arguably the best player in the NBA to to go through that and now fall to to who knows what you just feel for him when something like that happens and mm-hmm. it's not worth it to to have him go down like that so I think that emotion itself should should keep you from cheering when somebody like that goes down. Fair enough. Transitioning. That was a nice little debate. I like that. Anyways, transition. <laughs> so that was a very good debate. Oh, stealing ah, chips. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if that was over. I didn't know if we were still doing that. So I have a, a, a baseball question. I know that we haven't really talked baseball uh, much at all on the podcast, but there's something that I thought was kind of weird. And um, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is based out of Central Florida. We are uh, in pretty close proximity. I think the local baseball team, everyone would agree, is the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Tampa Bay Rays are doing really well as a baseball team. The Rays are first in the American League East. And as of, I know they got a game going on right now. But as of right now, they are 41 and 24 tied with the Yankees for uh, for first in the American League East. A very uh, competitive uh, division. Lots of lots of good teams in that division. Um, one of the best records, I would say, you know, in baseball. One of the one of the better teams in baseball. Uh, but the Rays have a problem, and the problem is that no one wants to watch the Rays play baseball. It's a pretty big problem. Yeah, <laughs> and the I know you said Cam, uh, our friend Cam, is is going to the Rays game because they had a a promotion, they had a flash sale. They gave away five thousand five dollar tickets for uh, for this home stand. They have a ticket still twenty five thousand dollars, <laughs> right? Right, but that's over the course of <laughs> no, like no, yeah, yeah. four games, I think it was. Anyways, um, the problem is that even with five dollar tickets, they did not sell out their stadium. Like two out of the four games haven't sold out. And it's weird that a team is this good. And they were like decent last year. The only reason they didn't make the playoffs 
I uh, went to a game last year. The yeah. Yankees. That Yankee. The game you're talking. Yeah. So the only reason why they. Oh, I, I'm trying to think of a reason why people aren't going to go see the Rays. The only reason they make the playoffs last year is because the Yankees are really good and the eventual World Series champion Red Sox were obviously mm-hmm. on a historic, you know, tear. And, you know, had what I think they won like 110 games or something like that. It was ridiculous. Anyways. They do. Yeah, it's a 162-game season. Anyways, the issue is no one's going to these games. They had, I think, the a, like a, a, a franchise record for lowest attendance during a game this season where they were like very much like in in the thick of it. It's not like they started off slow and, you know, this was like maybe like a month ago. They were still really, really good. And I think they had like 5,000 people, 5,000 odd people go to the game. They are t- they're second to last in the league for attendance ahead of the Marlins. And the Marlins, by a lot of accounts, are one of the worst teams in baseball. Why? So is this just is this a problem amongst all of MLB or are we now like TV numbers across the board for Major League Baseball are down, right? People, our generation uh, isn't really watching baseball as much as the previous generation. The previous generation isn't isn't watching baseball as much as the generation before that. It is very much uh, an older generation's game that really hasn't translated into present day very well. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, like, I mean, every day, like, you know, kids are getting involved in, in baseball and people play baseball. But even uh, Tim Anderson, the, the Chicago White Sox player, he was on the Dan Lebitard show a couple of weeks ago. And they asked him a question about um, certain things going on, like, around the league, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't watch baseball. He said that. He's one of the best players in, in baseball right now. I think he won, like, uh, the like league player of the, of the month or whatever, American League player of the month. Yeah. Right? Because he, he's, he's really good. But he's like, I don't watch baseball. <laughs> I play baseball, so like when I'm out there, it's fun to play. But he's yeah. like, I don't watch baseball. It's boring. He said that. He said it's boring. It is. That's it, like plain and simple. That's why you're not getting people in the stands. That's why you're not getting people viewing these games because it's boring. Like from from the Rays standpoint, I guess the argument I could try to make for them is that Florida is a snowbird state. Right. We get a lot of upstate people. Um, the New York Yankees actually come down here for what is it, like? Is it? Spring training? Spring training. Yeah, their Tampa stadium is... is oh, the, the Yankees affiliate is in Tampa. It's like not very far from the Rays stadium. You know what I mean? Like so it's minutes, like... 30 minutes. So you're... I mean, your own... They're in the same division, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... If, if, that's like almost like... <clears throat> like if the Giants were to have spring ball uh, in Virginia or mm-hmm. right up the street from the... Like... What are you doing here? You know what I mean? Or the Cowboys. The Cowboys would be a better argument because they're a little bit further. But to me, it's just maybe that could cause some issue where maybe there's more Yankee fans here. And I do think that there's more Yankee support here in Florida than, than it is for the Rays. I know a lot of people that I know sure. like the Yankees better. But Well, that, I mean, that's kind of not fair because the Yankees are like probably the world's most valued franchise. I oh, for that. sure. In so, any sport, I would probably yeah. guess. But, I mean, that would be my only argument for the Rays. For baseball, I think we all said it already. It's boring. I don't want to watch it. But like, so you're you're a Yankees fan, John. You're a um, Nationals. <clears throat> a Nationals fan, Bubby, and I'm a I'm a Marlins fan. So the reason why I have kind of like lost interest in baseball is because the Marlins have broken my heart constantly with by selling all their good players every mm-hmm. time they get good. So it's for me, it's a little different because I I really liked baseball as a kid and I watched it a lot, you know, growing up. But now I, I can't support the Marlins really for what they did. But why? I mean, your team is is good. 
you know, both of your teams are are decent at least. The the, the Nationals are okay. You know, wh- why don't you watch baseball? I told you it's boring. But like what? Just go ask me not play. Listen, baseball for one, they have way too many games during the season. Nobody is gonna try to keep up with a hundred and how many games? Sixty two. Yeah. Sixty two games. So that alone like saturates the game and keeps you from being interested. There's a reason why football is the most popular sport to watch. You get you get 16, 16 games. games yeah. Yeah, every everyone game counts. Ma- every, yeah, everyone matters. When sometimes when you go to these games and like you see like the players warming up, it doesn't look like every game counts when they when they go. I mean, between every single play like there's too much downtime. I'm sure if you play baseball and you've played from when you were little, just the fact of being on the field is exciting. Mm-hmm. Just the fact of of act physically playing is exciting. Right. But watching them play, especially on um, on TV, mm-hmm. it is not fun at all. And when you have other sports going on at the same time, there's really nothing that makes me switch and say, "Hey, I'd rather be over here watching a baseball game than right. this sport." Now, my question to you, so is there anything that baseball could do to make itself more interesting? Like, when when you're at a baseball game, like, what is the most exciting part for you? Like, the, like when's the last the time you pitcher. went to a baseball game? What's that? Yelling at the pitcher. So, like, when, like, a batter is, like, when they're, like, jawing back and forth? Is no, that no, no, me yelling. Oh, so you just, just heckling? <laughs> yeah. That's I, the most that's, fun part I, for you. I do enjoy that a lot. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. stuff that has nothing to do with baseball. Right, right, right. <laughs> Like, the, the last time I went to the game... It was the game didn't matter. It was the Yankees Yankees race. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was right before the playoffs started, and it was like the last game. Um, like that the Yank- yeah, I think the Yankees needed to win like the last two of the last three to de- to determine like seating or whatever. Right. Um, and I went to that game and I was yelling at the uh, at the pitcher for the Yankees the entire time. And the Rays almost won. We almost no the Yankees, yeah, the Rays almost won and came back or something like that. It was crazy, but it was fun. But that was I don't I couldn't I can't do that at home. He yeah. can't hear me. The only thing I'm not watching it at home. <laughs> the only thing hold, baseball is holding on to is the fact that they do have guys that have personalities. So you have celebrities. You ask what 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 excites you when you go to a game. What excites me is being able to see a guy that I've been watching on TV for the longest, and I actually get to see him right in person. I'm honestly not there to be excited about actually somebody playing baseball. But the fact that you can see the guy that's always animated in his interviews, um, mm-hmm. you never know what to expect when he gets up to, to play. I think that that part is is what they're still holding on to. But I think first they need to shorten the seasons because when these games mean more, players play differently. Right. Okay. That That is, I think, like the first step that you definitely need to <laughs> – because <laughs> what I think they're doing is I, I want to say the season's so long because they're getting paid and they're making money off of – I think it's a money thing. Well, yeah. I mean, every – because you have 162 games, it's 162 times that on the broadcast you say, like, hey, this thing is sponsored by you – know, right. yeah, that's yeah. why the, the TV deals are so lucrative. Now, I mean, you could, I guess, you know – if there was a way to prove that the attendance, or not attendance, but like the viewership numbers would go up, like scaling wise, you know, I guess commensurate with however many games there are, you know, 
then maybe that would be worth it. Like if you can charge more for an advertising spot because, hey, you know, it used to be that only 300,000 people were watching each game, but now, you know, it's gone out to 1.2 million people, even though, and we've reduced the games by half. I mean, maybe that's something they can Listen, look into. if I'm an owner in, but, the, in the MLB and I'm someone who makes these decisions and is, are getting these checks based on all of this money that's being generated, I'm not changing anything. Right. <laughs> I could care less. Like I'm... I'm making this amount of money. Why would I cut my check to to make everyone else feel better? And I think that mindset needs to change in order for baseball to change. But right. the guys that are empowered to make those changes are getting fat checks. And why we've seen history show us that that's probably not going to change <laughs> until want, they're yeah. gone. <laughs> I wonder if it would be better to make baseball like kind of how soccer is played abroad where you have like there's a lot of soccer games like when you talk about like the yeah and i'm not i'm I'm just getting into the soccer world so i don't know but there's like premier league right you know and then there's like the uefa uh, cup championship where it's like all of the european teams you know across different divisions play against each other for one big european cup championship you know and then there's like smaller cups throughout the series like there's Mm -hmm. still a large volume of games but the games all mean something different. I wonder if maybe baseball would benefit from something like that, where you have like a like world championship plus having like the, just the American, you know, championship and have like smaller things to make it. So that way there's a similar amount of games, but there's like different teams are playing for different things. So like, let's say like the Rays, like let's say they may not win, you know, the world series this year, but you know, cause they're like, let's say, let's take last season. For example, last season, they were a really good team, but they didn't get hot until later on in the season. And so they missed out, even though they were a really good team at the end of last season, mm-hmm. if they had like, maybe like a separate, like world championship to play for where they're playing against like, you know, some of the teams in Japan who might be really good. Maybe that's something that, you know, they could look into maybe to kind of get more interest, you know, abroad, maybe yeah. that's the way to do it. Well, you brought up soccer. I think soccer, just in general, is a more exciting sport. You get more fast paced, a lot more. Is it more fast paced? I'd rather watch a soccer game than than baseball. Doesn't matter who it is. I'd rather watch somebody. Play Dude, you soccer. can't. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like I'm, I'm talking like scoring wise. Like when it comes to like 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 scoring plays, I think are more exciting in soccer. But scoring happens more regularly. Yeah, in but yeah, but hockey it happens more regularly than hockey. I'd much rather watch a hockey. Yeah. Okay. And then, I don't want to watch any. No disrespect. That's just my opinion. I'm not trying to be, but hierarchy wise here. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather go hockey. Yeah, but that's this. There's, there's things that hockey's not bad. There's things that can be exciting that are outside of scoring. And I think with baseball, I don't know if you should focus so much on the games. The seasons definitely need to be shorter, but it's gonna come where you need to change rules. So ba- basketball, they notice uh, a need for. Um, making the game more exciting. So what do they do? They introduced the three-point line. Right. Before they couldn't dunk, they let them dunk. They introduced the shot clock, things like that. They look at the game and say, how can we make this more exciting? Right. So they need to fundamentally change the game of baseball to make it more right. exciting. Right. And it, and it seems... What would you do, though? It Well, that's up to them. Because yeah. I'm not paying, seemed, paying billions of dollars to figure it out. Right. Because <laughs> it, seem, it seemed ludicrous way back in the 60s to have a three-point line. Right. Now you got guys pulling up right in beside inside of um, half court 
Right. Who's to say that they don't create a four-point line? It might sound outrageous. Four-point zones. Yeah, but I'm like I'm that. pretty sure these talks are happening within mm-hmm. the NBA. Sure. As far as what what else can we yeah. do? To Think make tanks them? and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and I don't think baseball is so progressive when it comes to that. I think it's stayed the same, and the people are moving away well, from it. I mean, you see, I mean, baseball is not a progressive sport to begin with. When you look at the there's still so many like unwritten rules like you can't even like celebrate because then someone will hit you with a baseball the next play you know the next time yeah. you come up to the plate because you were happy that <laughs> yeah. you hit a home run you know and so they, they, that's something that that type of sport that it is and the demographic that lends itself to watching baseball isn't one that like embraces change. those like big change i mean they're they're mad that people want to put netting up further down the baseline you know this this little girl just got hit by a by a baseball a couple of uh, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. You know this Mets player. I can't remember the guy's name. Is I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he hit you know a foul ball and it went. We and talked he about that. Watched it straight go straight yeah. to uh, and I think it was like a two year old girl, and he obviously felt terrible about it. And the common sense thing is like, hey, let's put up more netting so that way people aren't you know so we can preserve the fan base we actually have instead of trying to hit him with baseballs. But I think you know? everything like. I think you got to know your audience. Like, I think, I mean, we're saying this because none of us really are fans of baseball. You yeah. know what I mean? And I mean, I, I understand that the numbers have gone down, but if you talk to a baseball fan, they'll tell you nothing needs to change. We love it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but those people are, are I think, are still going like, to, you can introduce a change to baseball and those people are still going to watch it. No, none of those people who are diehard fans right now are going to stop watching baseball because you add like a, a you know, I don't know. Uh, target in out in the outfield where if you hit it with a home run you get an extra two runs right. you know none of those people are gonna like oh that's it that ruined the game of baseball for me never again you i know? don't know though like cause if I you do. think about <laughs> but you don't we don't know that like but that's happened in other sports so yeah but other sports just playing devil's advocate other sports we've all said it has already it's it's grown already mm-hmm. like baseball has not made those changes so who's to say that their fan base and if you look at america's pastime you know it like there's some things that just don't adapt well and i don't want to i'm a i want to say this without saying it and it coming off wrong but i think because of the fan base who their fan base is you talk about demographics wise yes okay <laughs> i don't think i don't think those I don't think that's a, a group of people that would would warrant. Are you saying that old white people don't embrace change? Is yeah, that but you pretty but much. You, I mean, you the, 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 stop dancing around the issue. The, just the say guy, the okay. guy who said it is white, right? You know, so it's okay for you to yeah. say it. It's not okay for me to say. It. I don't. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but that's I don't. It. I don't. I think. I don't think that's but, something they would be okay with. But what we're asking for is not to continue to cater to that demographic. We're saying if you want baseball to become a popular sport. Your Again, demographic yeah. is going to need to change. So you're going to watch baseball if they add that? It, it depends on what they add. No, I mean, like, let's take that. Because I like that. I, thought, I don't think that's a bad idea. You add a target in the outfield. That's, you hit that target. That's just one thing, though. But if right. I see them making constant steps to make it more exciting, you're going to bring different types of people in, and that demographic is eventually going to change. Yeah, I think, I think but, the issue a lot of times also <laughs> is that the, the demographic – continues to be a certain demographic because it only appeals to the younger audience of that demographic. Like there's like, there aren't that many, like, like outside of, I guess the, like the, the islands and like Latin players and stuff like that. When it comes to like black people, for example, they aren't 
necessarily drawn to baseball because there aren't a lot of like black icons in baseball like recently. I mean, you had Ken Griffey Jr. a couple of years ago, and you know Sammy Sosa is, is technically Dominican, so I don't really count him. Yeah. And now he's kind of white. So. You got a handful. Can you? But I think, <laughs> but it's it's tougher it's tougher to get young people to embrace a sport where they don't have many icons that look like them. But not even just the icons. It's like it's availability. In the islands, a you, lot, you can pick yeah. up a stick, you can pick up a ball, we can go play. Right. And I'm not saying you can't do that here in America either, but in America we have, you grew up, you're, you're from New York, you've got a basketball court everywhere. Right. Where I grew up, there's plenty of rec centers, there's basketball. Right. So I'm going to go play basketball. Mm-hmm. Football players, a lot of, flo- look at these Florida athletes, you got, it's hot all the time, you're always outside. All the all these kids do is run around anyway. All you need so, is a field and uh, yeah, you got <laughs> something to carry. Yeah, I want to be careful with talking about <clears throat> black kids in field, but okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, but uh, but yeah, you get my point. Like, if you have accessibility to it, you're gonna play it. Mm. You know what I mean? Here in America, I feel like baseball is more of a I wouldn't say wealthier, but there's more. Like, you're not just gonna pick up a stick and a ball and play. There's yeah, more it's a lot more regimented. You need to like yeah. have like a hundred dollar registration. And now we know who. Now we know why certain people play it. But mm-hmm. that's not a good excuse because you have sports like hockey and lacrosse that are on the upward trend. And, but they're still dominated by who? It doesn't matter. They're, on, they're working towards it. It's not, it's not going to change by tomorrow, but these are sports where things aren't readily accessible. It's expensive to have a stick. You got to have more than one because they easily break. Hockey equipment is not cheap. It's not easy to find the ice rink. But those sports are on the upward trend. I'm not saying by next week I expect everyone to be watching baseball, I mean, uh, hockey or lacrosse, but they're on the upward trend because they're making different changes to yeah. their sport. The but we were just talking is, about needs to be the type of, we were talking about type of, we, talk, we were talking about, I'm trying to think of the best way to put we were talking about seeing different, um, drawing a blank here, types of people playing these sports. That's what we were saying. Yeah, we're talking about like, like the racial divide. Yeah, racial divide. You, you're not that the sports you just named don't have racial divide either. So you're agreeing with me that the fact that they are harder for accessibility. I don't. I don't. I, no, you see a lot of black people playing hockey or base or, or lacrosse. No. So you're making my point. I'm that's saying what, that's that, what I said though. No, that's what my argument was. You're saying that they don't. They're in a similar situation as MLB because they don't. They don't have a very diverse uh, group of people playing it. What I'm saying is baseball is stuck here and lacrosse and hockey are moving up and baseball is staying here. You think well, the pe- thing is that lacrosse and hockey are moving from further either. down they exactly. towards Thank baseball. You. They're not even at baseball yet. Yeah, but they're moving in an upward trend. I'm saying baseball is not going anywhere. It's but the they're same. still not at baseball is what we're saying, though. But you got to understand if we want... If you have a if you have a demographic right now, you can't change that. But you can make changes that will bring in new demographics. I'm saying baseball is not making those changes to bring in a new demographic, and hockey and lacrosse are. You may not see it because you don't watch it, but there are. You watch the, hockey? Yes, I watch hockey, and I watch lacrosse. But that's because you're a lacrosse player. Yes, but, but I. People don't but, watch lacrosse. Yes, either. they do, because you don't watch it, so you don't know. But John just told you that they don't have a fan base that's nearly that's not even close. But to it's baseball. growing. It's not but the it's same not. as when it started. Yes, it is. How are you going to tell me? Because, I watched the course, so I've seen when it was one black person on the team to when it was three black person, three black people, and the star player was a black person on the team. I, and you I can't tell me I'm that not, it's not. I don't growing. think you understand what. And I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to argue. But what I'm. The, my only point is, and John has said this as well. You're saying that it is growing, and and we're not saying that it's not. What I'm telling you is, 
it's growing, but it's still not even close to what baseball is. You got to let it get there. Damn, okay. Go ahead, bro. You're not even... <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you, but you're not listening. Yeah, but you're, you're like... It has it has to start somewhere, and I'm saying baseball is not making any progression, and a sport like lacrosse is. But has has lacrosse just come out? Maybe maybe 20 years from now it'll be at a point where baseball is. I think I think that which is also a problem because <laughs> baseball's not. High I think what Bub, what Bubby is trying to argue. Maybe is, he'll let you talk. So is, go ahead. Is that the barrier for entry needs to be lowered for some of these sports in order to get people from disadvantaged communities to participate in those sports? Because it's a lot more. Difficult difficult to get kids to participate in a game like baseball when they're younger because like they don't know if they like baseball or not and like not everyone from a particular community has the kind of wealth to put that investment into getting a baseball team started and and getting into a league like that and that's the issue that comes across with hockey and, and and lacrosse too that's why they typically tend to be white sports because of the fact that people from disadvantaged communities tend to not be able to afford to get the equipment and all that stuff to get into that particular but sport. But lacrosse is not a white sport anymore. No, I and I agree. I agree that the, the diversity of those sports has gone up because we have done a better job of getting, you know, people, what's the word I'm looking for? Getting people from more diverse communities invested into these sports. That being said, though, we're not where we need to be, you know, in that regard, um, which is why there's still... An imbalance in terms of like demographics in in those sports. But do currently, you- the sport is one of the least diverse in America. As of 2018, just 18 percent of all Division One men's lacrosse players are people of color. And what was it a year ago? Your point was that it is it not just ago? a white sport, and it is. You're not, you're not listening. I am. I'm listening. saying that the progressive. Listen. Listen, you I'm want me to listen to you, but you ain't gonna listen to me. Okay, go ahead. I'm not because you're wrong. You're saying I'm not wrong. I just gave you a stat: eighteen percent. I'm saying I'm not saying that's not what it is. I'm saying there's way more progression. If you look up last year's, what, what are the numbers? Look up 2017. Your statement was it's no longer a white sport, and I'm not, and I don't want to say white sport because that doesn't sound right to me. I don't, I don't like saying that. Right. My point is, and this is a point. It's not an opinion. If it is harder for it is harder for people to get into that sport because of there's there's more finances that go to it. If you come from a, a, a if you come from a community or a background where you don't have accessibility to these sports, you'll never know if you're good at lacrosse or not. Right. And I do agree with you. I think there are plenty of athletes, whether they be black, Hispanic, Asian, that will be great at the sport. But if you don't have that stick in that ball for an opportunity, you'll never find that out. But I agree and with I, you. And I it is growing. You. That's fine. But it's still even if you grow, like if I create a sport right now. And three people jump on it. It's growing, mm. but it still has a far way to go. Lacrosse, hockey, <laughs> all of them have a far way to go to get to baseball. And baseball still doesn't even have the fan base that it should for diversity is all I'm saying. Right, but I agree with you. The reason why this conversation started is because we asked, what can baseball do? My only point was baseball is not doing what they need to do. A sport like lacrosse is doing what they need to do. They both have tough barriers of entry. They're both at a point where it's not very diverse. But lacrosse is taking those steps to change that baseball isn't. That was my only point. So what? Okay, what has lacrosse done? They've introduced a shot clock, so you can no longer just sit around and hold the ball. So now that increases the action when you play. Now you have to get a shot off. So just like basketball did when they introduced a shot clock, can't just dribble a ball around. I think that's something major that brings up the action. It also brings up the scoring in the game. So just stuff like that gets more people excited to watch. 
and it's not going to manifest in the numbers right now. But like you, like I said, I agree with you that the barrier is tough, but baseball isn't making those changes that they need, and lacrosse is. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, I think it's a good place to uh, to end it. Please, we'll Dwayne uh, Wade. <laughs> Dwayne, that's right. How oh could I gosh. have forgotten? <laughs> My goodness, I almost went this whole podcast without mentioning the great one himself. Thank you so much. No, it's not. Stop saying his name. My goodness. Uh, That was was a close one, man. We we are uh, firmly an hour. We never got to the wrap up without even thinking about it. No, my God. I hope you edit all of this out. That was a close one. That will do it, I suppose, for us here at Someone Sports and at the the mention of Dwayne Wade. I think that really covers all the bases (laughs) we, we really need. Uh, my name is John Dennis, uh, and you can catch me overnights on 97.5 WPCV. I understand uh, if you're not you know, in Central Florida, that'd be kind of tough. So just keep listening to the podcast, <laughs> and we'll, uh, I'll, I'll accept that. I think that'll be fine. Uh, of course, my, my, po- my podcast co-hosts, as always, John Williams. J.O. Williams 5 on Instagram. That's right. Y'all know Bubs. That's right. Bubby's over there out, uh, at Instagram and Twitter at Y'all Know Bubs. It's Y-A-L, right? Yep. K-N-O. K-N-O underscore B-U-B-B-S? Yes, sir. Two Look Bs. Two Bs. Can't forget. No. And uh, I'm at John Dennis Radio on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow the show at Somewhat Sports on Instagram and Twitter as well. All one word. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We're uh, always on uh, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, I think that's that covers all the bases, right? Is there anything else I'm leaving out? You can email us, gmail.com, <laughs> somewhatsports at gmail.com. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, all those other podcast uh, words that... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtags. Um, yeah, all that. Um, It'd be very appreciated. Ooh, very, very. Very, very appreciative. Anyways, golly, that's, that's driven right into the ground. All right, that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to episode 22. We'll catch Ooh. you next week, baby.